We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Tuesday, February the 1st, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, I break down tonight's game as South Carolina travels to Starkville, Mississippi to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs as the Gamecocks look for their fourth consecutive win in SEC play. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. First things first, we'll talk Bulldogs. Also, top storylines, MSU players watch for, keys the game, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Guys, also, it is February, which means Gamecocks baseball is back this month and of course we continue along with our yardcock season breakdown the position at preview series as today i talk south kind of short stops entering the 2022 baseball season guys we'll talk key losses key returners most approved best overall season will be successful if and i'll give my overall grade for the yardcock short stops as well guys we got a packed show for you here on this tuesday and of course as always it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, for all of your moving needs, the 2022 calendar year, be sure to contact our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group. Or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Presents new opportunity, new events on the horizon. And in this month, this month specifically, the beginning of a new season. Folks, in just 17 days, the Yardcocks are back. And the road to Omaha begins at Founders Park. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and happy February to you all. 
What an exciting month, by the way, we've got lined up, not just Gamecocks baseball, but you think about this basketball schedule and, and what we're going to learn about this team. You think about signing day for South Carolina football, literally being tomorrow and things continuing to move within the football program. We've also got softball, tons of different sports getting underway. Very excited to take it all in with all of you. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this show does find you out no matter where you are, what you're doing. Very excited to chat with you here on this Tuesday, the beginning of a new month. And most importantly, by the way, most importantly, it's game day. South Carolina basketball tonight, taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Starkville, Mississippi is where the game will take place at Humphrey Coliseum. Seven o'clock tip-off on ESPNU. Is again, of course, guys, the Gamecocks look for their fourth consecutive win in SEC play and look to get over 500 in conference play for the first time this season. When you look at the series history, Mississippi State leads it 25 to 16 in the last meeting, of course, last year, 2021. The Bulldogs did win that one by a final score of 69 to 48. You look at Ben Howland's squad, 13 and 17 overall in the year, four and three in the conference. They've actually lost their last two in a row, but Last two games are pretty tough. Uh, you look at they were in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, losing to Texas Tech, 76-50 to 50 in Lubbock, Texas, against the, against the 13th-ranked Red Raiders at their place. And in the game before that, lost to the 12th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington by a final score of 82-74. to 74. Prior to that, they had beaten Ole Miss, lost to Florida, beaten Alabama, beaten Georgia, lost to Ole Miss, and beaten Arkansas. So again, guys, like I said, 13 and seven overall, four and three in the SEC as a team. They're averaging 74.2 points per game and holding their opponents due to 66.7 points per game. Guys, let's look at the top storylines. I want to I want to start somewhere with a stat that I just mentioned, but I want to bring even more light to it because my notes here it says the path to a truly magical run. Again, forget the outside noise. Forget everything we've said to this point. Here's the reality. Entering the month of February, the Gamecocks sit at four and four in conference play. Everything you want to achieve, believe it or not, is still on the table. And let me give you some statistics here really quickly. The last time South Carolina won four or more in a row in SEC play, guess when that was? The 2016 to 2017 Run to the final four. Now, if you win tonight, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But maybe, just maybe, if you can catch lightning in a bottle, parlay positive momentum, and find a way to keep playing good basketball, who knows? Who knows what could happen? We all understand that the February schedule gets much, much tougher for South Carolina. you got to take on teams like Tennessee, like Kentucky. You're going to really find out who you are as a basketball team. But you've won three in a row. Granted, you're four and four in SEC play, and three of those four wins, and this is just a fact, this is taking nothing away, but three of those four wins are against Vanderbilt and Georgia. So who is this team really? But could tonight serve as maybe, again, beginning that path to maybe a magical run? You catch lightning in a bottle, you come back home on Saturday and take on Tennessee, a top 25 Tennessee team. Who knows? What could happen? But again, just some perspective. South Carolina has not won four or more in a row in SEC play since that 16-17 to 17 season. 
truly remarkable. And again, you saw that team as well, right? Legendary bunch of Gamecocks, but you saw that team catch lightning in a bottle, start playing their best basketball at the best time of year and translate that into an unforgettable run in South Carolina basketball history. Guys, on the big storyline, of course, the February schedules, I just mentioned, the gauntlet begins. Things do start to get tougher. There's no doubt. They get tougher for South Carolina. Mississippi State, a solid team on the road. You got to go to Tennessee, or excuse me, host Tennessee at CLA. So things start to get tougher. Who are the Gamecocks? Great job by Frank Martin's squad to get to four and four in SEC play, to get back to 500. That alone is a minor victory. But I think we all understand you got 10 SEC games to go, and you're going to have to have you know, an impressive February to really push for the NCAA tournament. It starts tonight. It starts tonight. Going on the road, winning in the SEC is tough. Winning at Humphrey Coliseum, not an easy place to play. Heck, you lost by 21 there last year. But it's a winnable game. You weren't supposed to beat Texas A&M either. So that February gauntlet gets going. Do the good vibes continue? This team's playing with confidence right now. This team's playing with swagger. This team's playing with an edge. Does that continue in Starkville? Or do the Gamecocks come crashing back down to earth against a little bit better competition? Of course, guys, another big storyline in this game, and as I told you guys after Texas A&M, the most amazing thing about that victory in the last week or so of Gamecocks basketball is the way that South Carolina is winning. The way that Frank Martin's team has been able to show fight, resiliency, and really get itself out of bad starts and bad situations. Trailing at halftime in each of the last three games, and each of the last three games being able to go on a hot run in the second half, benefit from some great defense and just flat out the competition not shooting very well and going cold. But does USC finally get off to a better start? Hey, they made me look foolish. I really thought in College Station that was going to come back to bite you. I really did. But I think we can all agree, you can't make a living doing that. At some point, it's going to catch up to you. At some point, somebody's going to make you pay. So, did the Gamecocks just finally get off to a better start? Obviously, in your last three, it hasn't killed you. It hasn't mattered. But that's something that I think has to be a priority. It has to get fixed. Because, again, as the schedule toughens up, these teams are just not going to let you get away with it. So, again, does South Carolina in this game, do they finally sort of get out of their own way and find that hot run earlier in the game? It's great to have those runs. It's great to have those runs, but when you're waiting till 10 minutes left in a ball game to really get things going, again, guys, like I said, you're not going to be able to make a living doing that. It's going to catch up to you at some point. And I think tonight it could catch up with you if you don't get off to a better start. And my final storyline is this. Hey, stay hot, James Reese. Man, James Reese has been incredible. He's been fun to watch. Guys, we talk about a lot of guys on this basketball team, from Jermaine Kusnar to Keyshawn Bryant to Eric Stevenson. But what James Reese is doing right now, you know, I've heard fans comparing James Reese to this year's Cinderius Thornwell. I mean, feels a little aggressive, but hey, if he keeps playing the way he is, every comparison is fair. So continuing to keep him going, Keeping him hot, I think that James Reese is actually evolving into one of the most underrated scorers in the SEC. But 
a big reason South Carolina's on this three-game winning streak is the play of James Reese. So can they keep him hot? Can he keep up that hot play? Again, he's been scorching hot of late. Won the Shooter Shoot Award the last, the last two times out. I think that was the first back-to-back winner we've had all season long. I could be wrong, but I think that's right. But again, James Reese, what does he do in this one? On the road yet again. I think this dude, watching him play, loves the spotlight. He loves the attention. He loves being in the moment. And that's a great thing. But can he stay hot for this team? Or does the torch have to be passed to someone else? And somebody else has to step up. Guys, let's have an MSU players to watch for. And as I was going through these, I was like, man, these guys are really familiar. And they're all from last year, most all of them. You start with the fantastic guard, Iverson Molinar, 18.1 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game. You then move to the big men down low. Ford Tolu Smith, 13.1 points per game and 6.6 rebounds per game, which leads Mississippi State. And then, of course, Ford Garrison Brooks, 11 points per game and 6.3 Rebounds game, a lot of size on this Bulldogs team, by the way. And again, a lot of these dudes that you get on the roster, I'm like, I remember that guy from last year, that guy from last year, that guy from last year, a veteran bunch in Stark. Let's move to the keys to the game. What must South going to do to get a big win tonight at Mississippi State? And the first one, guys, is obvious. I just talked about it. And you know what? You know what? If South Carolina proves me wrong once again, then so be it. But I just don't think you can make a living starting out slow. And and I get it, man. In college basketball, you know, a six-point deficit really isn't a big deal. I mean, that can be erased in in two seconds, right? But avoiding a slow start because it's going to catch up with you at some point. You got to think it's going to catch up with them at some point. My first key, avoid a slow start. Get off to a better start. Put the pressure on MSU early. You know, they've lost two in a row. They need this one at home. Very similar spot to what Texas A&M was in. Put the pressure on early. Get hot early. That way you don't have to lean on some, you know, crazy second-half comeback. Avoid a slow start. My second key to the game, just talked about him earlier, man. He's hot. Work through James Reese. Get him the ball early and often. This dude has been incredible to watch. Obviously has led the Gamecocks over these last three games on this winning streak. Work through James Reese. Get him involved early and often. And my final key to the game, guys, is this physicality. I see this one being a knockdown, dragout fight. You got to win down low. Guys like Wilton Zavec, Woodley, Keyshawn Bryant, You know MSU is going to be physical. Guys like Smith and Brooks down low, bring the physicality. Be the more physical team. Be the more physical bunch. Impose your will. Win on the glass. So, again, my three keys to the game. Avoid a slow start. Work through James Reese. And bring the physicality, which brings me into my prediction for this one. I know a lot of you right now are on the edge of your seat saying, Chris, please, please don't pick us to win. In all fairness, by the way, I picked us to beat Georgia, and we won. So, back-to-back games, listen, that pick against Vanderbilt, not a great pick. It wasn't. I had some gut feeling that South Carolina was going to lose, and I was wrong. I was wrong. The pick Saturday at Texas A&M, I was proven wrong by Frank Martin and and, and company. I I really thought, you know, A&M, Being on their home floor, I thought they'd be the desperate bunch, and I thought a slow start again would catch up to South Carolina. And it looked that way for quite a while. 
But credit to James Reese and Frank Martin and that entire basketball team, they proved me wrong yet again. But again, I know there's many of you out there right now saying, Chris, please, please pick against us. Please pick against us. And I look at this game, and again, all you can ask for in life is the opportunity, right? That's all you can ask for is just having the opportunity. We've talked a lot to this point about Frank Martin and what he's got to do, all that good stuff. I'm not going to rehash that and go into that right now. You got the opportunity in February, though. You got a three-game winning streak. Yes, the schedule toughens up, but you're playing good basketball. You could argue you're playing, I don't know if it's your best possible basketball, but you're playing with as much confidence and swagger and edge as you've had all season, right? And we all know winning on the road in the SEC is tough, no doubt. And Mississippi State, Humphrey Coliseum, it's no exception. Very tough place to play. Mississippi State plays very, very well there. I mean, you look at their record, 11-1 at home. 0-4 on the road, by the way. 11-1 at home. They are 0-4 on the road. So they've been much, much better at the friendly confines. And again, I have gotten burned on my page. Believe it or not, guys, I actually do want to get these predictions right. (laughs) Now, sometimes, sometimes a big brain has to work and a big brain will work, right? But I actually would like to get these predictions correct. You got a big opportunity on the road in Starkville, right? Mississippi State, I got to be honest, I don't love the matchup. The physicality down low, Wildens Levesque's just kind of been there. Josh Gray's just sort of there. You know, Woodley's just sort of there. I wouldn't say they're really a dominant force. The key will be, again, getting off to a better start. And can you just continue the hot shooting? You know, you shot 45% in College Station. You shot really well from the free throw line. And you're going to have to continue to do that. Can South Carolina catch lightning in a bottle? and keep this hot play going, or or do the Gamecocks come crashing back down to earth? And unfortunately, guys, and I'm willing to risk it yet again and be burned yet again by Frank Martin and this team, I do think this is the game to kick off the month of February that this team comes crashing back down to earth. I don't love the matchup against Mississippi State. Again, they really wrecked you last year. I know it's not last year. It's this year. Totally different team on our side. But they took care of you last year. Uh, This is not a situation in which, you know, you've won five or six consecutive against the Bulldogs team, what have you. Uh, Mississippi State has had a lot of success against you, believe it or not. So, with that being said, I I think due to South Carolina's ineffectiveness down low, and again, If you get off to another bad start, which there's nothing that says that won't happen, you just can't make a living that way. And a team like MSU is not going to let you get away with it. That being said, guys, because of that, I do have the Bulldogs getting the win in this one. Give me Mississippi State 76, South Carolina 66, as the Dogs get the home victory to snap out of their funk and effectively ending the Gamecocks winning streak at 3-3. Games Again, I think Mississippi State's a quality team. They've lost two in a row, but look at who they've lost to. Kentucky and Texas Tech, who are both top 15 teams nationally. I think Mississippi State's a very solid club. I don't think this is an indictment on South Carolina's just terrible or anything, but it's hard to win in the SEC. It's hard to win in the SEC against a quality opponent. It's also hard to win in the SEC 
against a quality opponent when you get off to a bad start and you can't win on the glass. And I think that will be the downfall of South Carolina tonight. So again, lock me in Mississippi State 76, South Carolina 66. And if you just felt a minor, minor earthquake, that's all of Columbia celebrating, as I just heard my prediction for tonight's game. So again, Dog 76, Cox 66. That's where I'm locked in for this one. Tip off at 7 o'clock at Humphrey Coliseum on ESPNU. Should be a fun time. All right, guys, let's move on to the Diamond. Gamecocks, just 17 days away from opening day, and we're continuing along with the position at preview series today. We are talking Yardcocks shortstops entering the 2022 baseball season. Guys, before we do, though, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Home field, because I'm sure as you saw on social media, the drop is happening this Saturday. And Home Field is our new sponsor to promote their premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. Incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Guys, in case you missed it, if you did not see it on social media, Home Field is kicking off the big new Saturday season three, where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for eight weeks straight. And of course, as you've seen, South Carolina is week three this Saturday, February the 5th. What Home Field does is they dig through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Again, of course, the South Carolina collection is launching this Saturday, February the 5th. And the collection, guys, is Awesome. I have seen it firsthand. It's incredible. You're going to, your wallet, RIP your wallet, RIP my wallet. Um, it, it is, it is, they did a fantastic job in regard. And I'm a huge dude, love vintage, absolutely love vintage. They did such a great job capturing all of the vintage logos and, and the signage and just the different moments in Gamecocks history. Really cool stuff. The South Carolina Collection actually has 13 pieces of apparel in the collection, including t shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, and all vintage marks guys i've actually got the merchandise already in the feel of this stuff is awesome the designs are incredible obviously but the feel the quality that's what really stands out again guys your wallet's going to be hurting because this stuff is off the chain but 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 we're going to help you we're going to help your wallet because guess what new customers can get 15 percent off their first purchase from home field with the promo code spurs up at checkout homefieldapparel.com that's the website again homefieldapparel.com use the promo code spurs up to get 15 percent off your first purchase again guys that drops saturday february the 5th really excited again you guys will see the full collection once that collection drops on saturday we'll, we got it we've already got the graphic we already got the graphic i've already seen it Dude, it's incredible. I mean, it's truly incredible. This is going to be a part of your rotation when it comes to your Gamecocks apparel and what you wear on game day. Hey, keep wearing your TSUS merch. Keep buying your TSUS merch. But mix in this home field stuff because it's incredible. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. So, again, new customers, homefieldapparel.com. The drop is Saturday. Promo code spurs up to get 15% off your first purchase. And, again, we appreciate those fine folks at home field for partnering up with us and looking forward to the drop on Saturday. All right, guys, let's move into this. The Yardcock shortstops in the 2022 baseball season. And of course, when we're talking shortstops, guys, this one's going to be pretty simple because there's one guy out and one guy in basically when it comes to this position. Of course, the guy out, the key loss of the shortstops is George Khalil. Now, I know that a lot of fans had mixed feelings on George Khalil, and I understand why. As fantastic as he was in the field, because he was great in the field. You look at what he did at the plate, hitting just 193 overall, 
with two home runs and 15 RBI, slugging just 289 and striking out 50 times in 166 at-bats. So left a lot to be desired when it came to swinging the stick, but again, was one of the better gloves in the SEC at that position, and now he is gone. So there is a new era beginning at the shortstop position. And guys, the shortstop position, vitally important in the SEC. You look at the best teams, they got fantastic shortstops. You don't hardly ever, if ever, see an elite ball club that does not have a good shortstop. It's one of the most important positions on the field. It's, it's one of your captains on the infield, if you will. A lot of, lot of balls go to this dude. So it's a big deal to have the right guy at shortstop. But again, you lose George Khalil, a veteran presence. Now, who are your returners? Who's going to fill the role? I listed Jalen Vasquez here because he can play this spot. But again, as I told you, this is a one-guy-in, one-guy-out type of deal this year because Michael Braswell's the dude. Michael Braswell's the guy, the name you need to know, and the name that I think is going to be your everyday shortstop this season. And I listed him as a key returner, but he's actually a true freshman. If you have not heard of this kid, if you have not heard of Michael Braswell, and what's so awesome, guys, by the way, is you know going into this week and doing the position at preview stuff, doing the Yardcocks breakdowns, all that good stuff, you know, scrimmages have begun. So I'm getting even more and more and more intel and getting to see more and more and more action from these guys that we are breaking down. Michael Braswell is a 6'2", 195-pound freshman out of Mableton, Georgia, Campbell High School, was a very, very highly regarded prospect. And I can tell you guys this, again, he was brought in to be the dude. He was brought in to be your everyday shortstop. And so we talk most to prove best overall. Most of these positions, it's going to be two different guys. For shortstops, it's Braswell, both of them. Because, hey, as a true freshman, the most approved, it's a no-brainer. Hey, we're putting it all on you. Are you ready for the rigors of SEC baseball? Because, hey, it's one thing to do it in a scrimmage, do it in an inner squad. But when them lights come on and it's Friday night in the SEC, it's Saturday, it's a game three, whatever, it's Carolina Clemson, are you ready to do it? Are you ready to be the guy, right? Are you ready to do it and contribute on a day-in, day-out basis? All the potential, all the upside is there. You know, watching this kid at the plate takes very professional at bats. I've loved what I've seen from his approach. And I'll tell you this, guys, I was at the scrimmage yesterday. And again, just a scrimmage. But you can see players' abilities in these scrimmage to a degree. And Braswell made a play to his glove side. Probably a good 20 yards to his glove side, up the middle, Really nice throw, has a loose throwing motion, really whippy throwing motion. Sort of reminded me of a play that George Khalil would make. So the potential, the talent is there. There is no doubt in my mind the talent is there. And so that's why I list also the best overall is Michael Braswell. You know, guys, there are some guys that, that, that come in that, you know, come into school that, and it is, we've seen this across all sports, right? From the moment they step on campus, it's like that guy, that's an SEC ball player right there. You, you can just, the way they approach the game, the way they handle the game, the way they handle the bat, the way they play the field, the way they carry themselves, the way they're built, you're like, that's an SEC ball player. And Michael Braswell is one of those dudes. He has it. From what I can tell early on, he has it. Now, does it always translate? No. Hey, Brandon Fields had it too last year. At least in the measurables and, and the way he looked, right, was a dude that would win when he got off the bus. There are many others you, you can think of. 
But that is an important part of it, having swagger, having confidence, looking the part. That's a big deal, and Michael Braswell has it. Again, guys, what I've seen from him swinging a stick, I love the approach. Does not look like a freshman. Just does not look like a freshman. Looks like he's been here two, three years, you know, um, and again, once those lights cut on, we'll really see. We'll really see what he's got. There's probably going to be some growing pains there. But I will tell you this. I'm really excited for this kid. Again, I'll get more to that in just a second. I want to move in a season will be successful if. Very simple, guys. Michael Braswell just shining as a true freshman. And again, I'm not saying he's got to be all SEC, all American. Just be a consistent day-in, day-out piece. You know, I'd say 970 or greater fielding percentage. And at the plate, I mean, if this dude can hit 250 or better, and you, you might say to yourself, Chris, that's so low. George Khalil hit 190. Think of how much of an upgrade, a 60-point upgrade. And so when you look at the overall grade, okay, the overall grade for the shortstops, again, it all falls on Michael Braswell. I'm giving the grade a B-. minus. I'm locking in the grade. But hear me out when I say this. And I, I'm grading a B- minus just because, hey, you're at the point where you're having to start a shortstop, a true freshman at your shortstop position, I should say. So that may make you feel a little bit uneasy. But guys, when we get into the week of opening day, and, I, and I'm breaking down this Yardcocks baseball team as a whole, I mean, you look at every position across the infield, and you're like, that's an upgrade, that's an upgrade, that's an upgrade, that's an upgrade. And I know Michael Braswell's a true freshman. We don't know what might happen. You know, you lose the veteran presence of a George Khalil. And he obviously meant a lot to this ball club. But watching this kid, I'd, I'd be shocked if it's not an exponential upgrade, especially swinging a stick. I, I will go on record right now, guys, and tell you there's no way Michael Braswell hits worse than 190 this season. Not a chance. Not a chance. So... You know, I'm giving a B minus because anytime you're starting a fresh with the shortstop position in the SEC, that can make you feel a little bit, a little bit nervous. But I, I think all the talent is there. Again, really professional approach at the plate. Uh, from what I've seen in the field, hasn't gotten a ton of work early at least. But, you know, the one play I saw yesterday and, again, the way he carries himself, the, the kid looks like an SEC ball player. And that's a huge part of it. He looks the part of an SEC ball player. I can't wait to watch this dude again. Was a very highly thought of prospect. Also, is a right-handed pitcher. And the dude's got an arm. Actually pitched yesterday. Was sitting 91-92. And really, really good stuff. So, kid's a ball player. Kid's a dirt bag. Really excited to see him take the field this year. And again, I think he is going to be not just your opening day shortstop, but he's going to be your everyday guy. I think they brought in Michael Braswell to be the everyday guy. Now, again, how much can you ask for out of a true freshman? How much are you going to get out of a true freshman? Hey, welcome to the SEC. We brought you in to be the dude. He's going to have that opportunity. So, again, overall grade B minus. Braswell shining as a true freshman will spell a successful season. But the upside's there, guys. The upside's there. There's a reason this kid was so highly thought of. Again, not to continue to harp on it, but got all the looks of an SEC ball player from the way he had his approach is in the box to what I've seen in the field. I think it's an exponential upgrade at that position. I, I really do, with all due respect to our guy, George Khalil, I, I think no doubt you have upgraded at the shortstop position in the 2022 baseball season. So, anyways, that's going to do it, guys, my breakdown of the shortstops. I would love to hear from you all. What are your thoughts? Overall grade, season will be successful if. Your thoughts on that. Also, of course, 
the court cocks, your prediction for tonight's game, keys, all that good stuff, your thoughts on this game as South Carolina looks to make it four straight victories in SEC play. Guys, what a fun Tuesday, by the way. What a fun Tuesday. Um, appreciate you all tuning in. That's going to do it all for me. Be sure to stay tuned. All the content this week, guys, again, it's a very fun time of year because truly content bleeding out the eyeballs. We've got the baseball breakdowns going down. We've got just 17 days till opening day. Of course, basketball still going, signing day tomorrow, 10 roof live show. We're going to be at pinch tomorrow night. We got a ton of stuff happening. So again, stay tuned to all that. And again, leave your thoughts in the comments. I do want to hear from you guys. I enjoy the banter. I enjoy interacting. I do want to hear from you all, your thoughts and your comments on the shortstop position, as well as the game tonight at Mississippi State. Folks, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.